It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How do you feel about the F Joe Biden chants that have become popular at sport games and stuff like that around the country? Um, They're the very definition of a guilty pleasure for me. I think that, along with chasing politicians into bathrooms i think all that stuff is bad yeah i i wish there wasn't any politics at sports games yeah so i'm tickled by it but it's uh, i'm guilty Uh, so speaking of sports games the super bowl halftime show is going to be uh, an endorsement of porn and violence against women according to a prominent black commentator Uh, also with the uh, the quote-unquote war finally over in Afghanistan, do you know how many combat troops we have scattered across the world engaging in combat? I'm sure it's more than I think. This is not the people uh, doing their thing in South Korea just in case uh, Kim Jong-Fat decides to do something idiotic. These are people with guns who shoot them a lot. Unfair. Kim Jong recently th- slim. It's lost a whole bunch of weight. And he's going to spend a ton of money on clothes, and then six months from now, he's going to be fat again. Trust fat. me on this. Trust me. <laughs> Take it to the bank or the buffet <laughs> would any, table. Would anybody like to buy 50 slightly worn golf shirts? <laughs> um, this is astounding. How is this not known by everyone? I just learned it yesterday. Well, we'll discuss after. So we're paying contractors uh, for a while. It was almost $5 million a day between DOD and DHS. To not To work. not build the border wall. There's wait, wait, wait. $5 million a day to not build the wall. To not build a wall. Even though they have all the stuff, they have... There are stacks and stacks of border wall uh, panels. There's hundreds of miles of fiber optic cabling. Uh, there's hundreds of, bo- of cameras that were being installed with that. 
uh, that are just sitting. There's no action being taken. We literally have sections of border wall that are done, and all we had to do was plug in electricity to make the gates automated, and that would dramatically improve the area that agents could cover. Couldn't get approval to, to even turn on the electricity. Wow. That is a former high up with the uh, the Border Patrol um, being interviewed by Brett Baer on uh, Fox yesterday. We're spending $5 million a day to not build the wall, even though all the stuff has been paid for already and is just laying around there. And then you got sections of the wall that were built but are not functional because, as you heard there, they're just not plugged in. So uh, completely into Alice in Wonderland uh, view of, well, we just can't have a wall because Trump was for the wall, so we can't have a wall. We're anti-wall, even though most Americans think a wall would be a good idea. And, and virtually every Democrat in the world has voted for a wall and a fence and a barrier in the past. Right. And nobody and Joe Biden's not tearing down walls we've already built. We've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of wall, and there's nobody saying we ought to tear down the wall we've already got. Which puts a lie to the whole we don't believe in walls thing. I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense. But no. the fact that taxpayers are paying $5 million a day to not build a wall is, well, that's what you get with giant government, I guess. That is unbelievable. Really you, is. Want me, you want me to break it down for you? Break it down! Do a little beatboxing for me. Can you do that? I can't. I can't. My, my son can. He's pretty good at it. Good beatboxers astound me. Yeah. I mean, like... Uh, the Pentatonics is that uh, a cappella group, right? Mm-hmm. And they got a beatbox guy. You'd swear there's somebody playing the drum set. That's just crazy. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Simone Biles. I can't believe a human can do those mm-hmm. things. Anyway, um, here's how it works. And I could throw a bunch of clever quotes from uh, sages through the years, but I'm just going to tell you in plain language. What government is is a brokerage. It takes enormous amounts of taxpayer money, then it brokers who gets it. They get enormous power out of it. They get a certain amount of the money. They distribute it to their cronies, which returns to them in in a number of different ways, uh, whether directly or indirectly. After they leave government as a great example, all of a sudden they're on the board of directors of something, making a million dollars a year to, to meet twice a year. Why do you think that is? Do you think maybe they did something in advance to get that gig? So government is a broker that gets a percentage. And if they can whip up the half-wits, the unwashed masses, the ideological, the dreamers, the dewy-eyed 20-year-olds into saying, yes, that team is my team. They're saying things that make me feel so good. I'm going to <clears throat> I'm going to elect them to office. Not being conscious, you're electing them to broker those trillions and trillions of dollars. They're in because they said build bridges, not walls, and no human is illegal, blah, blah, blah. If they have to, the politicians, they will do something as inexplicable and psychotic as that report we just heard. Because it's not about policy. It's about being the broker for that trillions of dollars. So forget what they say. Watch what they do. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. And and we need a wall because we got a whole bunch of people headed our way. Listen to this. Panama's foreign minister recently warned U.S. officials that there are upwards of 60,000 more Haitian migrants who have moved through Panama and are currently on the way north heading towards the United States. She also pointed out to Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez's office that Panama recently apprehended several people with known ties to Al-Qaeda as they were also moving north 
out of Panama. So some concerning information there. Yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. Lay the seat back. Panama! I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> 60,000 headed 60, toward the border. 60,000. Yeah. Who will be, in large measure, almost entirely allowed into the country, then distributed throughout. Old man Mayorkas, he just came out quietly with a series of guidelines that make it virtually impossible for anyone to be deported for any reason. Nobody's talking about that in the legacy media. Our friends at the Foundation for uh, American Immigration Research, FAIR, just hit us with uh, the info. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, when that 60,000 gets to the border and rushes in, making the past 15,000 Haitians look like a welcoming committee, make it look like nothing, America's surely going to react, don't you think? I don't know. Depends on the media coverage. Yeah, I wonder if Biden and company are quietly behind the scenes offering, uh, you know, mucho dinero and or threatening the uh, Mexican government saying, stop those people, stop those we, t- t- please, we can't handle it, We're, we, our policies don't make any sense, we're afraid of doing the Trump stuff even though it worked, please stop those people, what do you want, what do you want, you want a, uh, a, a aircraft carrier, uh, what do you, a new airport in Guatemala, you just tell us, we'll do it for you, off the books. Yeah, well that's going to be a heck of a story, I'll tell you that. Kicking the frijoles. <laughs> Man, that report about the border wall, that I was know. just I know. crazy. I know. I know. It's unbelievable. And that's one of the things that I hate about this whole uh, conversation about the uh, the infrastructure packages. The another $4 trillion we're going to spend. You know, we're already in the in the red, and we're going to add more trillions of dollars to that. Nobody ever talks about cutting anything. It never even comes up. It's, it's right? a, Nobody even brings it up to then have then shoot it down it doesn't even come up as a conversation to start with it's the 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 great taboo how the hell can that be it's there's no entity on earth that if it needs more money whether a corporation or a family or an individual doesn't think okay well i could cut back on this yeah, right. If you're a family that is out of money, you're in the red, your credit cards are maxed out, you're really struggling and everything like that, and you don't have a conversation about, maybe we should cancel our gym membership, or maybe we shouldn't have 19 premium channels. How that we're dare paying. you? It's, it's like suggesting to your mom she become a swinger. I mean, you just you <laughs> dare not say the words. It's just like that. <laughs> it's exactly like that, Michael. Thank you for the amen. You know what, Mom? You should become a swinger. <laughs> Why? You know, have sex with all sorts of different guys. Jeez, <laughs> oh, don't I say know. it out loud. That's my point. That's oh, my point. That was like Voldemort stuff. You shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> How can the idea of cutting unnecessary, wasteful, redundant spending be akin to that? Good Lord, I've got a head of steam. Let's keep going. Give me clip number 70. This is the former head of the Border Patrol, Tom Holman. Seven. Biden's proven again to American people that he doesn't believe in border security. The root causes uh, Kamala Harris don't have to go to Central America. She's just got to walk down the hall to the Biden administration. There's your root causes, his policies. Well, right. You remember that immigration activist, the uh, Homes Without Frontiers guy, who said Biden is cruel because he tells people they should come, and then they get here and he tells them they shouldn't come. And then he, well, he lets him in anyway. Uh, at least Trump was honest and said you can't come and made it clear. I think that's a good point. And one more. Uh, this is the uh, former Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott in clip number 72. We have nation-state threats. We have terrorist threats. We can't get into in this type of a forum, but they're real. They exist, and they want to come across that border. Statistically, it always includes rapists, murderers, potential terrorists, 
Every single year, if you look at CBP statistics publicly available, those all exist in who we actually catch. So to think that there's not just as bad or worse people in those getting away would be naive. Now you can't say that. Yeah, that's racism. That's like Trump. They're sending us their rapists, their murderers. Well, they are. And a lot of good, decent, hardworking people, too, just want a better life like I would, like you would. But the idea that they're not any baddies in that, the, the tens of thousands of anonymous COVID-ridden folk, that's just, that's idiotic. So I just saw Snoop up on the TV. They must be talking about the halftime show. You got something you're going to tell us about that? Yeah, Jason Whitlock, prominent black writer, thinker, says uh, the uh, the lineup of the Super Bowl halftime show is uh, is awful, and it only can happen because they're black performers. Do people under the age of, like, 45 even know who Snoop Dogg is? I mean, is he relevant to anybody oh, younger yeah. anymore? Is he? I think so. He's a beloved cultural icon. Because I just saw him up on the TV with a Shaquille O'Neal. Anyway, Snoop's looking old. Well, I guess because he is. For good reason. Yeah. yeah, plus all that ganja. It's not good for you. <laughs> All that ganja. <laughs> Please, the hippie lettuce. Don't smoke it, kids. Bad for you. <laughs> so we'll get to that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You see that? Everything. Just WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram. I actually liked it. I liked that, like, you know, like for one day we didn't have to be on social media. We could talk to people again about how social media is down. <laughs> Every conversation. <laughs> is it down for you? It's down for me. Is it down for you? It's, down. it's still down. Is it down for you? It's down for me. Yeah? Still down for you? Still down for me. I'm glad we're connecting like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not on Facebook, so it being down, it was a news headline for me. It had no effect on my life. The Facebook whistleblower lady's being uh, grilled by senators right now. She's bad-mouthing Facebook. We'll see what comes out of this. Amy Klobuchar, Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, just made a good point. Let's not forget that there are Facebook lobbyists around every corner in this building, and we all are uh, on, on of every political stripe are either getting money or being asked to take money from Facebook. Wow, so. Amy. Well done. Yeah, big tech makes like big oil look like a child when it comes to spending on lobbying and influence. So, well said, Amy. Uh, so, <clears throat> this piece by uh, Jason Whitlock is getting a little attention, but people are really uncomfortable with it. So, it's not getting a lot. He's a, he's a black man. He's a writer. He's a thinker. Um, and he starts off this article by mentioning that he wrote for Playboy magazine. He's admired Larry Flint. He has occasionally enjoyed pornography. And, you know, he's okay with it. But he makes the point that pornography's kind of meant for enjoyment in person, and it shouldn't be on the biggest stages. And he says, yesterday the NFL announced that Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige will perform at halftime of the Super Bowl. The announcement was greeted as a historic moment of progress, a triumphant landmark in black culture. And he goes on in that theme in a bit. Free at last, free at last. Thanks, Sodom and Gomorrah. The NFL will let lyrical pornography blast. We can only hope that the censors won't stop Dr. Dre, Snoop, Slim Shady, and Kendrick from repeatedly shouting, Enna, um... You know, there's some harsh words in this segment, folks. If you're offended by that, I apologize in advance, but it's kind of necessary to tell the story. Um, N-A, bitch, ho, and mother effer, 
in front of 100 million Americans. Or maybe Black Lives Matter flags will fly, as Dre brags about never hesitating to put an enter on his back as gunfire blares in the background. This is not progress. This is not a great moment in American history, NFL history, or black history. The Super Bowl halftime will be a satanic ritual, a celebration of America's moral decay. This, uh, um, I'm not saying that as an outsider, Jason Whitlock writes, uh, as someone with severe disdain for hip-hop music. I'm saying it as an insider. I'm saying it because I know the music well. I own virtually every song Dr. J- Dre ever produced. I know Snoop's catalog of music nearly as well. Same goes for Eminem. It's a musical collection of old Playboy and Hustler magazines. It's hedonism, materialism, immorality, and violence in rhyme form set to music. It's the soundtrack for a movie about Babylon. How did this happen? How did a country founded on Judeo-Christian values come to legitimize pornography and allow pornographers to sit atop our cultural throne? Hefner and Flint never occupied the space Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Jay-Z share. Despite their wealth, Hefner and Flint remained outsiders. They weren't public friends with presidents, like Jay-Z and Barack Obama. They weren't center stage at major mainstream cultural events. They were kept in their lane. They were pornographers, guilty pleasures to be experienced in the shadows. Hefner and Flint did not have the right complexion for the connection white liberals have afforded black rappers. The left has cleverly established race as America's new religion of choice, replacing Christianity. Black is the highest denomination of the left's race religion. Their doctrine argues that bowing to blackness is a righteous and responsible response to America's history of racism. Anything framed as black cannot be chastised, criticized, or shunned. To do so would be blasphemous and racist. Through hip-hop, pornography has been wrapped in black packaging. Through hip-hop, a self-destructive culture has been wrapped in black packaging. And music that promotes the degradation and exploitation of black people has been framed as the salvation and glorification of black people. And then he mentions some of the misogynist stuff. The anti-woman stuff, the uh, Dr. Dre's got a history of violence toward women, and the rest of it. But it's all given a pass because they're black, says Jason Whitlock. What do you think? You can mail us, email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or text us, 415-295-KFTC. That's pretty interesting. I mean, if, if Tom Petty had that history or lyrics like that, you know, or, or any any white artist. Do you think they get it? Well, Eminem's white, so true. Good point. Case, case study. Yeah. But is he an honorary black guy since he's such a uh, hip hop uh, icon? Or is it just specific the hip hop culture? Just that's okay because you're right. Any a rock song with with that kind of lyrics about the way you treat women, either sexually or physically, it would be no way, no way. That's a half half, half time at the Super Bowl. But hip hop has a different view of it it's like cartoonish i guess i don't know yeah maybe it's cartoonish in the way that cartoons are cartoon violence is cartoonish. well well said yeah <laughs> uh, i i don't know i i think it's an intriguing view though yeah i'd say look forward to that in january armstrong and getty the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty Show. It was so bad that the only way Facebook could let the world know what was going on, and this is true, was by posting a message on Twitter. <laughs> Ow. That must hurt. That's Facebook communicating problems on Twitter. That's like Burger King running out of fries and having to announce it on a Big Mac. <laughs> Twitter took the opportunity to greet billions of displaced Facebook users by posting, Hello, literally everyone. Yes. That's pretty funny. Um, So everybody's wondering, is there any connection between the big 60 Minutes piece whistleblower thing on Facebook? And then the next day, when it's the lead story everywhere, and I mean everywhere, whether it's Sean Hannity or Brian Williams, um, is the lead story. Facebook goes down for six hours. That is odd. I mean, what what was that phrase they used to say what what had happened? Oh, it was a configuration error. Oh, I, luckily, nobody has any idea what that means. So. And Facebook employees couldn't even get in their own building. Their key cards weren't working, so it was it was down as a product. For advertisers and uh, and people who want to share pictures of their lunch and. And, and the, the little locky things on the doors? And employees what? couldn't even get in the building. So I don't know if there's any relation between the two things. The uh, Facebook whistleblower is still being grilled by senators, and we'll see what comes out of it. I'll tell you what, I'm just looking at her testimony. I'm just kind of reading it. it doesn't It doesn't at all look 
politically motivated from anything she's saying up there. She doesn't seem to be leaning on any one side or the other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and and again, even if she does say some stuff that makes it clear she's some sort of anti-Trumper, the rest of the stuff's pretty righteous about teenage girls and, and yeah. the rest. So I'm glad she's up there. We're going to... We're going to distill it down and bring you all the relevant clips, or, uh, some today and a lot tomorrow, so be sure to tune back in. Or, or it just appears that her main point is what they're telling the public is not what they're saying behind closed doors. Fair enough. Right, right. So a couple of uh, stories about uh, the ups and downs of humanity, including uh, many of us, uh, yourselves, ourselves. Um, first of all, depression. There is work going on. Um, America has got, I was just talking about this with, uh, with uh, one of my kids. We have finally gotten past this idiotic paranoia about doing any study of drugs that are ever used recreationally. Because there was a, it was around the Nixon administration that if there's any drug that anybody took to get high, the, the universities and the labs were banned from doing any experiments on positive uses of it. It was bizarre. It was almost like a fear of witches to me. Well, they're doing incredibly promising experiments now with psilocybin, the active ingredient in so-called magic mushrooms, uh, with depression. And it looks like it could be an enormous breakthrough. This article in Newsweek annoyingly and stupidly refers to them as magic mushrooms throughout the article. <laughs> that doesn't I mean, help. That's not helping. No, it really isn't helping, and it's childish. It's it's a it's a it's a series of chemicals. All right. Um. And then, oh my God, they go into some in the mental health profession believe the risks or the, the, there are still risks. People might blah blah blah. Just shut up. Um. But some of these studies have shown, uh, I hate when the page resets on me, um, uh, results that absolutely smoke, no pun intended, um, the results of some of the traditional therapies, um, the uh, the drugs that uh, everybody takes for depression these days. So keep your, your eye on it. Like your Welbutrin, Lexapro, all that stuff? Right, yeah, yeah, the classics, and uh, yeah, again, this the website has gotten completely screwed up on me. But anyway, it's it's super effective. It seems people who have not responded, the thirty percent of so of people who do not respond to any other treatment are having fabulous results with this. It has a way of 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 resetting the brain and completely altering people's perspective on themselves, their problem, and the world around them. Interesting. So yeah. I definitely believe uh, um, depression is a thing, and uh, it'd be nice to have drugs that help people with that. The part that I don't get, and I mean, like I've I've even talked to doctors about this, therapists about this, and I still don't quite understand is, um. Are, are we supposed to drug ourselves out of ever feeling bad? Because it seems to get recommended regularly when people feel bad, when there are legitimately bad things going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't get that. If there are bad things going on in your life and you're sad about it, isn't that the way you're supposed to feel? Should we? Should people be drugging themselves out of that? Yeah, like, yeah, like it's, I know, it's a great question. I know the doctor bringing up to me he said, like, everybody has gone on some sort of thing. Um, during the uh, during COVID over the last year and a half. He said patients that have never brought it up before were like feeling really down and they're on this or that. And I thought, well, if people are down because you're not going into the workplace and seeing your friends and not you know doing any of the normal things you do and it's making you feel bad, is that something you should take a drug for? 
Well, no, clearly not. And and the pharmaceutical industry has a and the medical industry for that matter has a pretty well established history of chucking pills at every problem. And I don't and actually over prescribing. I don't know if anybody even knows this or not. But if you take medicine because you feel bad during something that's actually bad, is that not dealing with it, or is that a good idea to not have to feel bad while it's happening, and then when it's over, it'll be fun? I, I don't actually know. I don't think anybody knows. No, I think the Bible speaks to that sort of thing. But, it, you know, it's a question of degree, too. You know, for everything, there's a season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, time to laugh, time to cry. Um, uh, anyway, so they are describing the experience of one guy who has impenetrable depression, and, and that's more than just feeling sad. Sure, it's absolutely. When, you know, you get a chance to be with your friends and go back to work and the rest of it, and you just can't. You won't, you don't, right. you don't want to. So as he was, uh, they gave him this dose of psilocybin. And, um, Which is considered a physical illness. Depression. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain chemistry's out of whack. But anyway, so as he uh, as he was there in the session, he wasn't thinking about, um, you know, they mentioned a couple of things, kind of a distraction. He was a seven-year-old kid again, sitting in a church pew with his family during a Sunday sermon. He and his two brothers were trying to make one another laugh. I could actually feel my brothers on either side Ooh. of me and just how much fun it was. Wow. And I just felt how much love I have for my brothers and my parents. It's one of those moments where you make each other laugh until you cry. The church scene morphed into other visions. Presley saw his own funeral, that of his parents, and those of others he loved, all of whom were still alive. He traced a possible future with his girlfriend. He sobbed so hard it felt as if he'd been kicked in the stomach and conversely felt his body flood with pure joy and gratitude. Presley, which is his name, knew what he was experiencing wasn't technically real, but the scenes were so detailed, so infused with passion and meaning, they felt real. When it was all over, after he'd processed it with his facilitators, something had shifted. In the weeks and months that followed, the visions of joy and meaning he'd glimpsed became his guidestones. He joined a musical choir because singing gave him joy. Um, he began uh, attending social events. He made an effort to reconnect with old friends and family members. And with the aid of therapists on hand to help him integrate his experience, he made a to-do list of actions he could take if or when the darkness returned. Call a friend or loved one, go to a climbing gym, lift weights, sing, play the piano, etc., etc. Um, and this guy who just, it, it, it seems to clear out the crud. And how this works, who knows? That, that, that like uh, suffocates you into depression. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's wild. And don't, and again, I, you know, I, I, I'm too serious about everything. Um, but the idiotic ma- magic mushroom jokes, just don't do it. There are people who are suffering that can really be helped by this. So anyway, um, and I want to tell you about the California has got a program for getting people off drugs, meth in particular, that the first time I saw it, I thought it was idiotic. The more I looked into it, I think it's a good idea. So I changed my mind. Nice. Maybe you will be too. Paying people not to do drugs. Joe's practically a pusher this segment. Mm, do drugs, kids. That's the key. Um, so uh, Simply Safe Home Security, beloved sponsor of the Armstrong and Getty Show, has this brand new wireless outdoor security camera. And then we'll get to the meth thing. Um, perhaps you're tweaking right now. This will be for you. Uh, but perhaps uh, tweakers are stealing your stuff. You really want to learn about this wireless outdoor security camera. The fact that Simply Safe is already the best home security system of the year, according to U.S. News and World Report, is exciting. The fact that they're adding this camera in that integrates perfectly with your Simply Safe home security system that hopefully you already have, but you can get them both. This camera, ultra wide, 140 degree field of view, so you can watch your entire yard or front street. 1080p HD resolution, eight times zoom. So you're really going to be able to see what's going on. 
built-in spotlight, color night vision. It's battery-operated, so it doesn't need to be near a, an outlet. Yeah, on a practical level, the Zoom, you can see a face. You can see a license plate. You're going to know who did what. So learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simply Safe is knocking 20% off your entire new system, and your first month of monitoring is free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. This camera is badass. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So anyway, luckily I'm not afflicted with uh, severe depression, nor am I a meth addict, but... That's handy. I first saw this story on uh, NPR's website, and they were saying, oh, this is a lovely idea. California is paying drug addicts not to do drugs. And I thought, yet another idiotic, feel-good, wasting money, making it easy to be a junkie program. Well, you might... uh, You can be the judge of that, because I'm not 100% on board... But they talk about this guy who's got a meth addiction, and he's going to a treatment program in San Francisco three times a week. Three times a week, he pees in the cup. If it's negative, he gets about $7. $7, you're thinking, who cares? But this guy um, says it, it's keeping him going. At the end of 12 weeks, if all of his drug tests come back negative, he gets about $330. But turns out it's not about the money. This guy says, it's about being told, good job. It was the first opportunity where I was like, I have self-worth still. It's buried, but this person sees it and is willing to reward me just for taking care of myself. It turned out to be very motivating for me. And that's what the, what they say is, um, it's called contingency management. Um, they're used widely in weight loss, fitness programs, and families as parents coax their children into adopting good behaviors rather than just punishing them for poor behaviors. And addiction specialists said something that kind of caught my ear. And this is, oh, it's it's been super successful in the VA, by the way. They've been using the same technique. It says this uh, uh, a clinical psychologist at the Philadelphia Center for Substance Addiction Treatment and Education who helped launch the VA's program. Patients often come to treatment ambivalent about changing. Why? Because substance use is so seductive. It provides powerful, immediate reinforcement. Whereas recovery, its immediate consequences are often unpleasant. Withdrawal symptoms, a clear-eyed view of the devastated yeah. landscape. yeah. That, that you've made of your life, etc. It's miserable. Contingency management embraces this challenge head on by offering immediate rewards and reinforcement for abstinence. The small payments or prizes aim to rewire the brain's reward system so the person seeks the money or gift card to get a dopamine release instead of the meth or coke. Well, and it seems silly. An amount that small, but they see it working like crazy. Well, I, as a conservative, am all for you, you do some sort of experiment. And see what the results are. And if right. it works, you keep doing it. And if it doesn't, you end it. So so simply, beautifully true, and so ignored in government policy. Unless this article is just blatantly dishonest, the VA says it's been terrific. Hmm. So, again, just does it work? Bring yeah. us data. It doesn't make sense to me, but it doesn't need to make sense to me. Now, I'm surprised that that little amount works. But if that's the way the brain works, that's the way the brain works. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and at the end, you get 330 bucks, which is, you know, Ain't pretty nothing. good sum. Huh? Yeah. A little pizza money, a little walking around money. Maybe some shoes that aren't crushed in the back. I noticed that a lot of your drug addicts shuffling around out there, their shoes are always crushed in the back. Is that just an unwillingness to put your shoes on properly? 
What is it with the what, you homeless? What is what is it with that? Why don't you put your shoes on properly? <laughs> or get you some Crocs if you like that. Feel. I guess that's the least of your problems. Yeah. Pull on your shoes properly. It's the first step to a better life. Uh-oh, some conservatives have chased a bisexual woman into a bathroom stall and they're yelling at her. No, that hasn't happened. But, if it uh, did, it would be a, a cause celeb. It would be a moment of national outrage. Yeah, it happened the other day, and then she got yelled at it on a plane. We're talking about the Arizona senator and the culture we're currently in and uh, F. Joe Biden chants and all that sort of stuff uh, in just a second. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. China has sent a whole bunch of warplanes into uh, Taiwan's air zone, whatever they call it. Air defense zone, yeah, and, I believe. Um, uh, it's, uh, what's going on there? We're going to talk to military strategist Mike Lyons in hour four of the Armstrong and Getty show about that. 
Indeed. If you miss Hour 4, you can't be around. Maybe your station doesn't air it. You can grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, either at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever podcasts are distributed. Do you know Kristen Cinema? She is the moderate Democrat senator from Arizona. She is uh, one of the Democrats who held out against the various multi-trillion dollar lunacy bills in the Senate, and thank goodness she did. But so, you'd like to be a powerful senator. Here's Kirsten Cinema walking through an airport. We are asking for your help, Senator. We need what are the priorities? I'm just trying to get an explanation for the American people. Senator, you can do the right thing. All I want to know is what the specific one that one is. Senator Cinema, I just want to give you the other Senator Cinema. My hometown is surrounded by a refinery. I even give these people a refinery. She's trying to talk on the phone, by the way, during this. Okay, that's enough of that. It's going to make me insane. And there was a there was a different clip. That they were asking her specific questions. Are you going to cut services for the elderly? Elderly? Are you going to cut medicine for babies, etc.? And then here, here's Kirsten Cinema trying to go to the bathroom. We we knocked on the door. We need solutions. The Build Back Better plan. We have the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need seven million citizenship for seven million. We need the double black better plan right now. Well, a little atmosphere there. Senatorial flush. So the uh, activists in the airport were hammering her on the, the Build Back Better bill in general and suggesting that what are you hoping to remove from it? Uh, choking grandmother Heimlich maneuvers? Sick baby medicine? What are you going to remove? <laughs> choking grandma Heimlich maneuvers. <laughs> are you going to remove anti-pupping puppy being run over technology from cars? What are you going to remove? As if it's inevitable and ordained by God that we have to spend $3.5 trillion or these other terrible things will happen in Kirsten Cinema's the evil spawn that is permitting those evil things to happen. And the second one, those are illegal immigration legalization activists saying that the measure in the $3.5 trillion francification bill, which would immediately legalize millions of illegal immigrants, in which the Senate parliamentarian multiple times says you can't have this in there, they were hammering her in the bathroom that that had to happen, or they would get her booted out of office. Well, there's two topics. There's the um, their argument versus the legislation, which you touched on, but there's also just the, the climate that we're living in, where that sort of thing happens. Laura Logan uh, said she cringes at the rapidly spreading F. Joe Biden chance. I don't care for this. I, I don't either, really. I mean, if I were a a 20-year-old at a college football game and, and half drunk, I guarantee you I'd be chanting along with them. But in general, that's never happened before. I mean, that's that's the, 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 tens of thousands, 100,000 people in a stadium chanting F the president and, yeah. and chasing Come senators on. in the bathroom and yelling at them and stuff. That just That's not cool. This is not going a good direction. Yeah, you know, it was said for a long time by a lot of conservatives that um, that liberals have gotten over by breaking the rules and being super aggressive and over dramatic in the rest of it. And it's time to fight fire with fire, uh, you know, and I don't know, maybe they're right, but I, I don't think considering yourself so self-righteous or so righteous, I should say, that you're allowed to act like an ass is a good way to run a society. 
It's just that it's a dead end, and it's an ugly dead end. Hey, to kick off Hour 4, got yet another professor who got uh, you know on the wrong side of the wokedivists and has penned a long, great article about it. And, Gimme. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. We, we told you the story yesterday of the, uh, the, the, the outer space expert who got canceled from MIT, and what he's got to say is fascinating. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.